Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to edition six of the one-on-one FPL podcast. Just two guys from down under who love their FPL. I'm joined again by my co-host, Jamie, a.k.a. FPL Cantona. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, good, Dima. Going well. Going well for a Saturday. Happy to talk about fantasy and get stuck into it after another short turnaround. How are you going? Yeah, pretty well. Um, feeling pretty good with myself after the previous game week. Um, you know, most scorers sort of in between that 65 to 90 bracket, depending on who you had as skipper. I've been reminded by my fiance that she scored 98 points this week too. So she's been Huge. very, very around the house, which has been interesting. Um, but yeah, now overall, with so much uh, Premier League going on, so much fantasy Premier League to talk about, I'm just, I'm just up and about, Jamie, really. Ah, oh, good. Yeah, well, you've made some good you've made some good moves and manoeuvred your team into a good position. So I'd be up and about if I were you too. And uh, how did you go last week? So I ended up with the eighty five points. Uh, Pereira came on for six points to uh, you know to to really give me that boost with Reese James missing out. Talking point of the week was you know. In talking marks, taking a punt on Harlan's minutes, and he delivered with a hat trick. Um, so, captain him, uh, Martinelli with the goods, um, and Cancelo as well. So, look, overall, I'm up to 354 points, which takes me to 210,000. So, I really halved my rank because uh, of the game week. I made the two trades. So, I did uh, the Trippier and Ramsdale to Pedisic and Sanchez. Look, that didn't. That didn't come off. Um, Sanchez was more of a, a long-term punt. I really wanted Pedisic, so I might be having doubts about that one. So it could be in and out for him. But how'd you go? Yeah, I scored 84 points, uh, same as yourself. Had uh, Pereira come off the bench for six, which was kind of what I thought would happen with uh, James, who I left in the lineup. Uh, it was it pretty much went down to the wire as far as whether I was going to go Harland or Salah. Captain ended up. Um, making the right choice, which was great. Salah still did score 10 points, so a very dubious assist off his shoulder in the last minute of the game to give Liverpool the win. But look, overall, pretty happy with the game week and, um, yeah, looking forward now to this preview of game week six. More than 150,000 managers triple-captained Haaland last game week, which is pretty unbelievable considering he may not have even started. So clearly uh, some people knew a a lot more than we did. So... Moving on to the rundown from, uh, sorry, moving on to the fixtures this week. We've got the Merseyside Derby kicking things off tonight. It's uh, Everton-Liverpool, followed by that Brentford host Leeds, Chelsea versus West Ham, Newcastle versus Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest host Bournemouth. So the fixtures have turned now for Forest. Spurs against Fulham, Wolves against Southampton, and Villa, who are in struggle town at the moment, hosting the very informed and potent Manchester City. And the last two games of the round, Brighton hosts a very poor Leicester at the moment. And rounding it out, Manchester United versus Arsenal. So I think we'll learn a lot about where Manchester United are at after their three wins on the bounce. 
If we just go over the games from last week, uh, Crystal Palace and Brentford played out a 1-1 draw. Fulham beat Brighton 2-1 with Mitrovic on the score sheet again. Southampton beating Chelsea, which was a very, uh, which was probably the shock of the round, 2-1. Leeds and Everton playing a one-all draw. Then moving on to Arsenal beating Aston Villa 2-1. Bournemouth and Wolves playing a very dour 0-0. Man City putting six past Forest and Geez, they look very, very ominous at the moment. West Ham and Spurs playing a 1-1 draw. Liverpool beating Newcastle, as we said, in the last, pretty much the last kick of the game. And Leicester at home losing 1-0 to Manchester United, as we said, three wins on the bounce. So, Jamie, if we just move into the eye test, what uh, caught your eye over the game week? Oh, the big one was Harlan with another hat-trick. Um, you know, going into the season, there was a bit of talk about him because he, he missed those sitters in the community shield, but he's just shown everyone when, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to business, uh, he's serious. Um, you know, he just looked really good. Um, he's already got nine goals this season. Just incredible. Mitrovic, uh, on the score sheet once again, you know, that's five and five for him. Um, and, and. You know, I'm not worried about sort of his run with Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, I think I think he can score against anyone the way that they're playing and his record last season as well. I think he's a different player compared to um, previous seasons. Um, and then also the eye test, uh, Isaac from Newcastle as well, a very well taken goal against Liverpool, and then he scored another one that was chalked off. Um, so at seven million in a decent Newcastle side. I think he's definitely worth keeping tabs on uh, alongside, you know, Tony and Mitrovic in that sort of bracket. Uh, and then uh, going on to a, a, another clean sheet for Man United. Um, so I think, you know, there, there could we could possibly start looking at, you know, like a Dallow uh, there. Um, and then, uh, you know, Arsenal just looked good going forward again as well. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat with everything you've just said. Just a couple of notables for myself. Raheem Sterling was pretty threatening uh, for Chelsea. Uh, now, the new signing in Pereira, Emerick Aubameyang, may push him wider. So that may mean that he's going to produce more returns or less, depending on how they how their synergy is together. I like the look of Sinisterra for Leeds. Uh, looked very lively against uh, Everton. Um, as we know... Rodrigo only played the 31-odd minutes that game going off with a shoulder injury. So we'd, if you are looking for a way into the Leeds midfield, he's probably one of a few that you might want to look at. He's replaced Rafinha, hasn't he? Yeah, seems to be. Playing wide, scored his uh, 10 points. And, yeah, now looks like he'll probably be nailed with a few of the players out of the Leeds bracket. So especially with uh, James moving to Fulham. Um, overnight as well. So he, he looks to be nailed. Wilfred Zaha with a lovely curling goal as well. Um, seems to draw plenty of fouls and is on penalties, so he's one to watch as well. Fixture's not ideal, but he's proven that he can score against anyone, really. So uh, now moving on to the bad, Jamie. Who were the ones that didn't pass the eye test? Oh, I'll start with Chelsea. They looked poor again, except for Sterling. Um, you know, finding him, himself, you know, his way onto the score sheet. Um, yeah, they just they just look out of sorts a little bit, Chelsea, especially in, especially in defence. They're just inviting teams in. Um, I thought Vardy was poor for Leicester. I think Leicester as a whole were poor. Um, you know, 
Madison's probably the only option there. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll have to say Ramsdale as well because, you know, after five game weeks, he hasn't got a save point this year. Last year, he was all about racking up the save points and um, and the bonus points. So I think Arsenal's defence is just too efficient. Um, so that was one reason why I took him out last week. And another one's Robbo. If you've still got him, you know, he, he hasn't registered a single big chance involvement for Liverpool this season. So just a complete different player to last season. What about yourself, Dimmer? Well, just on the Ramsdale piece, uh, the goal that they conceded to be beaten at a corner wasn't great. Didn't look great. It also chalked off my Saliba clean sheet, so I wasn't happy with that. Um, he also is rumoured to have a knock, so may not even play this week. So based on everything that we've just talked about, if you do have Ramsdale, there's plenty of $4.5 million goalkeepers out there. So, you know, you've got your Sanchez's, you've got your Reyes, you've got your uh, Melier. Um, so, you know, there's a few there that if you're wanting to save some money and spread it elsewhere... Wolves going forward, very, 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 very impotent. Um, they did hit the post early on in that game, which would have probably changed the game. But, yeah, just purely the fact that they weren't able to, you know, register a goal against Bournemouth, who, as we know, are probably the team to target at the moment, just shows that they still haven't sorted out those issues that they have moving forward. And, look, Son looks desperately out of form. Um, you know, anyone that's still got Son, now is definitely the time to move off him. The fact that he's, you know, 11.8 million or whatever he is at the moment, he's only had one assist all season, which was in the first game week. So that's, you know, he's four in a row blanked. So there's a lot of juicy assets that you would be able to move that money towards. So that's my bad of the week or my uh, players that uh, failed the eye test. Now, <clears throat> moving on. You know, to- just going back on Son, you know, watching Tottenham, they uh, they seem to be playing a different system this year because you, with Pedersic coming into the team, we know he's the wide man. And we know last season, Son, you know, he used to play out wide and then he would, he would drift in once that ball was played, you know, through the defence. He's close to Kane now in the middle. So he's not making those runs where he's dangerous. So that's inviting Pedersic to get further up forward or Sessegnon. So if people still have Son... I would, I would definitely be, you know, jumping off him for that reason. There, it's just a completely different system. Conti prefers to play this way, so yeah, no, spot on. And you know, if it's a, if you're sort of not sure which of the Spurs assets to go for as far as the premiums are concerned, I think based on early form, you would definitely have to choose Kane, who seems to be in the mix of it at the moment. Now, moving on to the Spud villain of the week, I'm going to kick this off. My villain of the week is Jordan Pickford for KOing Rodrigo and only seeing... And then as a result, Rodrigo only playing 31 minutes. So I did take a minus four to bring in Rodrigo last week. Uh, and then I actually benched him for the three or four-week block following that. He looked very lively early on. And then Pickford just put him in the bloody tombstone pile driver and that was the end of him. So he's out for about a month now. So I'm going to have to spread those funds elsewhere now. What about yourself, Jamie? And just talking about Pickford, he's he's got a history of doing these leg locks because he uh, he did it to Van Dyke too when he did his ACLs, <laughs> and he didn't get sent off for that one. So yeah, he's got a pick. He's yeah, he's 
he seems to be the heavyweight champ of the uh, the Premier League. Um, my my spud of villain of the week is the referee of the Liverpool Newcastle match for playing eight minutes of extra time when it was five. Now, I've seen clips why it was eight minutes, you know, Joel Linton going down with a cramp and this and that, you know, kicking the ball away. But eight minutes, an extra three minutes. Number one, it gives Liverpool the three points. Number two, Salah got an extra assist to the players that captained him, so they sort of got lucky with that. So, spud of the week, the referee for that match. Well, not only did Salah get the extra assist, but he went from zero bonus points to two bonus points. So, so that that extra three minutes uh, for anyone that had Salah as captain actually gained ten points. So it was a big swing. Yeah, but I mean, look. At the same time, I only went Salah to Harlan very late for captain, so I'm I'm probably not one to talk. <laughs> um, moving on to the weekly Twitter poll, so. We put it out there to the Twitter sphere with Rodrigo injured. Who is the best person to replace him? So the choices we had were Pascal Gross, Wilfred Zaha, Anthony Gordon, or other. So reading out the results now, um, other received 6%, which uh, the only comments underneath were for Martin Odegaard. So that was probably prior to now. He's, I think he does have a yellow flag, so he may oh. not be eligible this week. Uh, Anthony Gordon, 23%. And then very close between Gross and Zaha. So Gross was 34%, Zaha 37%. So to me, that says that I think for the people that do have the funds to go to Zaha, they might have voted in that way. Whereas, you know, as we know, Gross is only 5.9 million versus Zaha, I believe, about 6.9. So for those that couldn't quite get there, might have gone Gross. Now, spoiler alert for my team coming up, but I actually made my trade earlier this week and was able to bring in uh, Pascal Gross before his price went up from 5.8 to 5.9. And at the time of this podcast, 443,000 managers thought the same. Yeah, and I'll, I'll jump in there. I, I, I think Gross is the, the standout there to, to go to, uh, just based on his returns for this year. But someone else, you know, if, you, if you're wanting to to find a differential could be Gross's teammate in Trossard. His returns have been less, but his numbers are actually better. He's he's actually had double the amount of shots in the box, 10 versus 5, uh, and, he's, and he's got more penalty area touches as well, 30 compared to 17. Now, when you look at those numbers, you'd expect Trossard's, you know, returns to sort of pick up over the long term, but I guess Gross has just been more clinical. So that's just a, a roughie out there for, for the punters. Why didn't you tell me that before I made my early trade? Oh, mate, I'm keeping that one close to my chest. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> nah, look, um, I actually uh, wouldn't have had the funds to go to Trossard, but he was one that I was looking at as well. Now, onto the stats of the game week. So we'll just zip through these. But um, Raheem Sterling has had 16 goal involvements in 18 games against West Ham. That is ominous. So if uh, Chelsea can get their groove early um, against West Ham. We might be seeing Sterling getting on the score sheet. He will be playing in that number nine role too. Um, as we said, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was just signed. He's 9.0 million in fantasy. However, um, he had somebody break into his house and actually break his jaw. So he won't be playing for a little while. Okay. Mitrovic, five in five against Tottenham, even though he hasn't been in the Premier League for a little while. Five goals in five games against Tottenham. Vardy, nine in 12 against Brighton. 
Salah in the Merseyside derby, five and seven. Gundogan, who will probably start this week after playing at minimal minutes during the week, five in six versus Aston Villa. So, Jamie, did you have any stats of the game week? Yeah, so just having a look at what the bookies are saying, uh, the clean sheet percentages for this week, uh, Liverpool and Man City at 45%, Spurs and Chelsea at 45%, so all four at 45%, um, Brighton at 40%. Um, so if you're thinking about bringing in a, a Brighton defender, um, that could be a good option there. Looking at over two goals, Liverpool and Man City at 45%, Spurs at 38%, Chelsea at 36%, and then goal scorer, anytime goal scorer, Haaland tops the table at 62%, Kane at 55%, Salah at 49%, and in fourth place, Darwin at 45%, who is back this week. So he might come straight into that side. But then again, Firmino has been in some decent goal-scoring form, so it'll be interesting what Klopp does this week. I think that'll centre around what what lineup does Klopp want to pick in the first game of the uh, Champions League. So I think we'll see a lot of rotation this week for those top four to six teams as far as the starting lineups, all with a bit of an eye on the Champions League and all the teams that are obviously playing in Europe. So, you know, obviously probably the biggest one there is the big Norwegian Haaland and whether he starts or not. So we'll probably cover that off a bit closer down the track when we get to our teams or the best uh, captain choice. But, yeah, he's probably one that everybody would love to know whether he's starting or not. Uh, Long ball of the week. My long ball. Reese James last week missed out due to illness. Who knows? There were so many rumours flying around Twitter leading up to that game. But it's rumoured that it was he was only ill and he's been seen at training and back again. So my long ball of the week is Reese James to start and to get an attacking return against West Ham this week. Nice. I hope he does too. <laughs> yeah. Now, my long ball of the week uh, is in one of the biggest derbies of the last 20 years, Man United Arsenal. I don't think Ronaldo will start. But I think when he comes on, it'll be nil all. So he'll come on in around the 75th minute and he's going to score the winner for Man United to win 1-0 at home. I would love that, actually. So hopefully that happens. Um, now that he's obviously stuck at Manchester United because uh, the transfer window's closed, hopefully he can uh, start to work in better with uh, his teammates, etc. But, yeah, that's uh, a huge game to round out the game week. And we've seen that. We've seen his change already because when when Brentford beat United 4-0, he didn't even go to the fans to clap. Last game when we beat Leicester, he led it to go to the fans to clap. So, you know, uh, him having on the bench happy amongst the squad could be good for United. So, yeah, Well, three wins on the bounce and now they're up to fifth. So for all our friends who go for Liverpool, Chelsea, etc., who were laughing at us a few weeks ago... Oh, I was getting I was getting a lot of messages, mate. A lot of DMs, everything. Oh, forget it. It was terrible, wasn't it? All right. Questions from tw- Twitter. So we've got two today. So uh, we'll start off with the first one. Um, FPL Duzes asks, is Raheem Sterling worth considering as a differential to Mo Salah and freeing up some cash? Now, we we did mention before that Chelsea have made a signing in the striker from Barcelona, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, which could hinder his returns in the future. It's very hard to go past Salah, but with 
Chelsea's fixtures being very favourable in the coming game weeks, it may be one that's worth a punt considering that most people are probably looking to play their wild card in about four or five weeks' time. So if you have had a poor start to the season, you may need to make up some ground and do something a little bit different to everybody else. Maybe an option. Chelsea only play two of the top six in their next nine games. So they've got a very good fixture. Both those two... uh, both times they're playing those top six teams, they are also playing at home. So if you like to gamble, this might be the one for you. 198,000 people transferred in Sterling this week. So you'd have to think that, you know, at that price point of 10 million, a lot of those would probably be from Salah or Son or someone like that. Um, Did you have anything to add, Jamie, or are you happy to go to the next question? No, nah, I, I agree with everything you just said, so I'm happy if we go straight to the next question there. All right, well, I, I might throw to you for this one, but I'll, let me just read it out. Um, FPL Man- Sorry, let me say that again. FPL Manolito asks, is Isak worth a punt after only playing 60-odd minutes last week? I like that name, Manolito. Um, look, he only played 60 minutes, but he was very impressive. He, we, we know he's not quick, but he's tall. He's good in the air. And that and those two finishes he had, we know that only one counted against Liverpool. They um, they look top-notch. It just, just really caught my eye there. So he's definitely on my um, watch list. Now, is it a punt? Yeah, it is, because we haven't seen enough of him in the Premier League. Um. He also um, he was flagged, so I think he I think he had a bit of a dead leg or something. So that's something else to keep an eye on. But if you have a look at the fixtures, um, he's got Crystal Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Fulham, and Brentford. So he's got a good run coming up. Um, and it's just look, it's just a matter of um, if you if you like taking a punt in that position um, instead of let's say a Mitrovic or Antoni who have been performing well. Um, you can certainly do that. Or if you want to play it safe to preserve sort of your rank or where you are in your mini league, then you would, you would sort of stick to your Tony um, and Mitrovic. So that's sort of my take. But he's, I, think, I think I might just wait a, a week or two. What do you reckon, Dimmer? Yeah, for me, it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, in fantasy, we can only pick three forwards. And because it's really funny, last year, I don't think we wanted to pick more than one <laughs> total. And that was probably came towards the True. end of the season. This year, though, we've actually got some really good prospects. We've got Mitrovic, we've got Jesus, we've got Haaland, we've got Tony. Now we've got, obviously, the uh, six-foot-four Swedish bloke from Newcastle. So there's there's a number of options available. But as we said, we can only pick three. So whether you want to base that on fixtures, um, but obviously someone like Haaland, he could play against anybody in score. So it's probably Haaland plus two, and those two may be dependent on fixtures for the remainder of the year. Moving on to take it to the bank. Um, So my take it to the bank this week is Manchester City to absolutely batter Aston Villa. Gerrard's in trouble. Um, Now, who those players are who will be on the score sheet, we still don't know because Man City are very highly likely to rotate this week considering that uh, the Champions League starts midweek for them, and next Saturday they're actually playing against Tottenham. So a huge game in the league. So it's a huge week for Manchester City. So who's going to start for them, I don't know. But even the Man City B team takes care of Aston Villa at the moment, who are just at sea. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised uh, Gerard wasn't the first manager to be sacked. Um, you know, in the Premier League this season. So I, I don't, I don't think uh, Pep will allow City to take their foot off Villa's throat this week. I think he'll just keep pushing them more, 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 more. Um, so I think you're right. You're spot on. And um, my take it to the bank. I think that again, Man United Arsenal. Um, I've been watching uh, that Arsenal doco on on Amazon Prime, so I th- I feel like I really know the uh, the Arsenal squad and Arteta. And he's an interesting bloke. I, I really love his passion. I really love, you know, he he's intelligent. He's passionate. You know, he loves his players. Um, you know, and he was a good player back in the day. However, you know, he's, he's bringing props into his team talks, you know, talking about Thomas Edison bringing in light bulbs. I just hope Arsenal have paid their electricity bill because Man United are going to turn the lights off on Arsenal this week. Man United to win 1-0. Wow, okay, that's a big take it to the bank. And if we just go back to the uh, Arsenal documentary, for me, probably the biggest take is I love the way he says guys. Hey, guys, guys. Guys, guys, guys. So, all right, moving on to buy, hold, sell, wait. So, Pedersic, 5.6, your mate. Yeah, Pedersic. Uh, look, I, I, I would sell him. Wow, sell so him. you bought him for one week. In and out burger for me, I think. Um, but I, I think he's a, a sell now. Look, I did, it out of, um, I did it out of romance. I really wanted him in game week three. I couldn't get to him. And I was hoping, you know, he would at least do something last week. But I think, I think there's a big chance of him being rested, especially with what Conti has said just yesterday that he's going to yeah. rotate, and the players know that. And for me, he's a he's a pretty easy sell. Likely to be benched this week. Then they got Man City, Leicester, and then they got Arsenal, and then they've got the Champions League all in amongst that. So if you look at that, the thirty, I think he's 30, 33, 34 years old, and they've got a very good. Uh, Back up in Sessegnon, realistically, you've got to think he'll be playing 50% of the games as in for a full sort of fully-fledged 90-minute period, depending on what the score is at, the, at that time. Darwin Nunes, who's back, 8.9. Look, if, he's, if, he, if Klopp comes out and says, you know, he's in the team, if you can get to him, if you've got two free trades or you want to take a punt on a minus four, I'd buy him. You know, his numbers look really good when he played, um, you know, He's the outlet. You know, people go look for him in the box. So, uh, buy for me. Yeah, look, for me, he's a he's a wait. I just want to see him play a little bit more, and especially during this period over the uh, Champions League. It's just it's sort of hard to know who they're going to pick. Uh, Diego Jota's back training too. Probably won't be ready to play yet, but he's also one that's probably going to come into the mix again as well for Liverpool up front. So, let's just see what that looks like. I think we've already covered off on Ramsdale at 5.0 next. So, for me, he's a sell if you have him, um, especially with the knock that he's got at the moment. So he's not a certain starter for this week against Manchester United. And hopefully for our sake, he uh, he doesn't. The next player, Cucurella, 5.2, who I know is sitting in your team. Uh, what are you going to be doing with him? Oh, I'll be holding him this week against West Ham. They haven't been looking the strongest going forward. So he, he'll sit in my team. Um, however, I'll just add something in. They've signed Wesley Fafana now at 4.4. He could be an option into that Chelsea defence, so uh, that could be a sideways move for me, you know, in a couple of weeks. But this week, hold. 
isn't it funny how some people have gone from James or Chilwell down to Cucurella to free up money, and then they might be going down to Fafana to free up more money. So there are definitely ways to get into that uh, Chelsea defence, but it's just a matter of who will uh, Tuchel be putting on the team sheet. Um, I think we'll we'll probably know more in the next two or three weeks, especially now with, again, talking about the rotations through the Champions League. I'd say all of them will probably get used, but it's a matter of who's going to play Champions League versus who's going to play in the league. On to Neko Williams, 4.1. I think he's a buy. Um, so if you, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't have faith in, you know, the Chelsea defence like Kukarala or Perisic, you know, if you want to free up some money, uh, they've got a bit of a good run. So he, he's a buy for me and, and he's one option I'm looking at this week. Well, I think that if you were ever going to buy him, it's now because their next six game weeks... Bournemouth, Leeds, Fulham, Leicester, Aston Villa, Wolves. So I think for a 4.1 asset, you could, you know, very safely probably potentially start him in your fantasy team at least for the next six game weeks, depending on whoever else is in your team. So I think that if you are looking at someone like a Neko Williams and you're not married to five at the back, now's probably the time to bring him in. Dallo, 4.4 from Manchester United. Their last two games has gotten the maximum bonus points in both games. What are you looking to do with him, Jamie? Um, I think I think he's a hold. Uh, as a Man United supporter, long-suffering, I I don't want to get too excited. Um, it's, it's a tough fixture. You know, I've said Man United are going to keep the clean sheet, but you just never know. Um, but he's firmly on the watch list. I would just wait. Yeah, same here. I'm a wait on anyone that plays for Manchester United still. Still not sold on them. I don't think they still know what their best lineup is. Um, but yeah, if there probably was one you'd be looking at, you'd probably be looking at, at him. But even still, I think that there's other options at that four and a half price point now that might be a little bit safer than someone like a Dallow. Okay, lastly, buy, hold, sell, wait. Tony, 7.1. Can't believe you went down in price this week. I, I actually like that because um, he's he's on my watch list. You know, him, Mitrovic, Izak, they're on the watch list there. Tony at 7.1, they still have a good run to come. Uh, he's still a buy for me. And if you've got him, he's still a hold, even though he's blanked in the last two. So, Yeah, for me, he's a hold because I've got him. But if I didn't, he'd still be on the list to buy. Um, he has been very unlucky last two game weeks. Had a very high expected goal involvement. Um, has hit the post. 285,000 managers sold him this week, which I can't believe, which leads me to believe most of those probably would have gone to Mitrovic after he obviously scored the nine points um, in the last game week. So I guess time will tell this week against Leeds. Best captain choice for this week. As we said before, last week we both ended up with Haaland, so we made the right decision there. It was a sort of a touch and go there. Um, leading up to uh, the deadline and whether or not he was going to play the minutes or not. He only played 60-odd minutes, but that was more than enough for him to score the hat-trick. So this week, personally, I think it's probably the toughest decision this year so far as far as picking your captain. I think that if Haaland's likely to start, then it's a very easy decision. But with uh, Kevin De Bruyne only playing 21 minutes last week, you'd assume that he's going to start tonight. Gundogan's another shout for Man City. 
Salah's got a pretty good record in the Merseyside derby, so he's one to consider. And Kane's got Fulham at home. So personally, if I had all those players and I didn't have any information about Haaland, I'd probably be having Kane as my captain. But right now, I've got it on Haaland for me. Yeah, and and you, you might see some players moving to Kane this week. I'm, personally, I wouldn't do it um, because I think it is down to Haaland versus Salah and the old, um, I, do you take a punt on Haaland because we know City are, are playing well and he's just a monster. Um, do you take a punt on that or do you just go a little bit more conservative because you know Salah will play and he'll probably play 90 minutes as well. So that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, so so look, I haven't fully decided yet, but it is definitely out of those two, Dimmer. The other thing to probably note about Haaland is, let's say that he does start on the bench. Um, he'll only come on if he's probably needed. So if City are 2 or 3-0 up against Aston Villa, he probably won't even come on, which means that whoever your vice-captain is will then probably come into play anyway. So yeah, good point. For me, for me, he's a relatively safe choice because he'll either play his 60 minutes or he'll play, play none. So that's where he's a bit safer than someone like a uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne last week came on for t- 21 minutes at the end and scored a one-pointer. And I did have a friend that actually had him as the skipper last week. So as soon as he was... Warming up on the sidelines, he was getting very nervous, and then he came on, and he was not very happy considering that everyone else captained Harland. Uh, all right, so moving on to the team reveals for this week. So still subject to all of the press conferences, which most have happened, but there's still a little bit of more information that we've got to process. But as I said before, I've made one trade. I've gone Rodrigo out for Pascal Gross, and... I'm going to roll my other transfer, so I'll have two free transfers again next week to use and if I need to do any restructuring. But my side will be Sanchez in goals, Trent, Cancelo, James and Trippier, Salah, Pascal Gross and Gabriel Martinelli. And up front, Haaland as captain, Jesus and Tony. So that leaves a bench of Saliba as first sub against Manchester United. Um, and then Pereira and Bailey with Ward as the backup goalkeeper. As I said before, looking to probably Captain Harland. If there's any more information that uh, comes to fruition between now and uh, the deadline, that might change, but fairly sort of confident on Harland anyway at this point. Jamie? Yep, so uh, I'm going into this game week with Sanchez in goals, Trent, Cancelo, Cucurella, James and Pedisic. In the back line, Luis Diaz, Salah, Martinelli in the midfield, Jesus and Haaland up top. Current captaincy is on Haaland. Uh, I'm still 50-50 there. Leaves a bench of Ward, Andreas Pereira, Reid and Archer. The, the move I will probably make this week, I was looking at a few options. I was looking at Pedersic to Neko Williams and then pen, potentially uh, Reid to Gross for a minus four. That'll be my uh, second minus four for the season. I don't like to do it, so I'm just sort of holding off on that. Or it will just be Pedersic straight to Neko Williams, and then I'll have some money in the bank for next week. Or it's just Pedersic straight back to Trippier as well. Now, 
Um, the way I'm sort of thinking about it is I might be wildcarding in a few weeks. Who knows? Uh, do I start, you know, do I take a punt here and there on a couple of things? Who knows? But I've got, I've got all day to sort of think about it. Um, but I think, I think I might do something with Pedersic. I just haven't fully committed and decided yet. Yeah, after hearing about your side just then, Jamie, the things that yeah stand out to me obviously is uh, Bettisich, and it's very likely that he won't be starting um, uh, tonight for Tottenham, so he's probably one to move on and who the who you go to. The other thing is looking at your bench. There's probably not much on that bench at the moment as far as depth goes. So, you know, we are in this period now where there's going to be a lot of rotation. So, you know, last week we saw James was a last minute out. Now we're not to say or we're probably not to know if anyone else is going to be rotated. But if there is a week where any of our fantasy assets are going to be rotated from those top six teams, it's probably going to be this week. So very interested to hear about what you end up doing. Yeah, yeah. And it'll probably probably wait close to that deadline there. So we'll see. We'll see how adventurous I want to get. Okay. All right. Well, did you have anything to add, Jamie, before we wrap up this podcast? No, I think that's it. I think everyone just, um, you know, enjoy the game week, have fun. Hopefully we, we all get those green arrows. And see you next all time. All right. No worries. Well, uh, good luck, everybody. All the best this game week and keep chasing those green arrows. Thank you.